Hey everyone, welcome to the Recipes with Ray podcast. Today, we're reviewing my Christmas dinner and the desserts. I grew up in a family, we have a pretty traditional Christmas dinner, usually like a turkey, sometimes a ham with potatoes, rolls, stuffing, a vegetable, kind of typical American Christmas dinner. And, uh... 2023 Christmas was not much different, but a little bit. So let's just go through it. First, we did not have a turkey this year, which is a little shocking, but what we had was venison roast. So I grew up in a family that hunts. We decided to go a little crazy this year and did a venison roast instead of a turkey. We did, it was actually three roasts and we did them in the crock pot with onion soup mix. So this is classic. This is how my mom, I don't know if other, I'm sure other people do it. My mom, when she does a beef roast or venison roast, it's usually onion soup mix is a great seasoning mix to go with red meat. And I have to give credit to my mom. She did most of the cooking this year as she, she normally does most of the cooking for holiday meals, but thanks mom. You did a good job. No matter what I say, you did a good job and I'm thankful. I know you're watching. Um, so we did the venison roast. The venison roast was a hit. Like I said, onion soup mix is great on red meat. Then we had potatoes, cheesy hash brown potatoes, funeral potatoes, company potatoes. The recipe that I saw my mom using this time was called potato deluxe, potatoes deluxe. It's cheesy hash brown casserole. You have your hash browns. You have a cream of something soup. You have cheese, onion, sour cream. That's the foundation. I'm pretty sure probably some salt and pepper. That's the gist of it. And then you bake it with either some crumbled up potato chips, Ritz crackers, cornflakes that you've crushed and mixed with some melted butter. And you spread that over the top so you have a little bit of a crunchy layer on top. And this year we had some green onion left over that we use for one thing. So we decided my mom used green onion instead of white or yellow onion. And the potatoes didn't taste quite right and they're a little drier than usual. So my hypothesis is that it was the onions. The green onions, when you when you cook green onions, they don't give off much moisture. But when you cook a white or a yellow onion, I think there's a lot of there's more water that it gives up. And so I wonder if that contributed to the slightly drier potatoes. Or, I don't know, maybe it's winter, it's a little bit drier. The atmosphere's a little drier, so the potatoes were a little drier. Next, we had stuffing. We can't go a holiday without stuffing at my home because my sister will not allow it. And I'm okay with that. I used to not be a stuffing person. And it's technically dressing. It's It wasn't stuffed anywhere, but I still call it stuffing, okay? I'm not changing my ways. The stuffing, my mom always does, or as much as I can remember, she always does a bagged stuffing mix. The croutons are already made. It's pre-seasoned. And then you just saute up some onion and some celery. And probably you mix that in with your stuffing mix. And probably some chicken broth, some chicken stock as well. And then... My mom just popped it into a metal bowl and baked it. Sometimes she does it in the crock pot. She said she 
doesn't prefer the texture of the stuffing done in the crock pot. Either way, that was done. And, I mean, no complaints. The The bagged stuffing mix is very good. They season it very well, so it's one less thing for you to do. Next up, I was in charge of vegetables this year. And I did my roasted broccoli. Now, I had a podcast episode a while back on how I make these. And I need to just record how I make them and put them on the YouTube channel so you can see how I make them. But you take... I I use frozen broccoli. I don't mess with fresh broccoli crowns just straight from frozen. Especially because I like to keep frozen veggies in the freezer. And then it's so easy to just bring them out and make them when you need them. You don't have to worry about oh, I bought too much produce and then I had to throw some out because it went bad because I forgot to use it or ran out of time to use it. And so for the roasted broccoli, you just frozen broccoli into a bowl, olive oil, salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, roast it until it's lightly browned. And my dad liked it. And that is a win. He verbally expressed, he's like, this broccoli is really good. I was like, yes. So that was a win. Um, I was a little worried because sometimes he doesn't like fancy things. And I mean, they, it doesn't seem that fancy, but it's a little fancier than he usually do, He usually has for his broccoli. So very happy that he liked the broccoli. My mom liked the broccoli. Did my sister like the broccoli? I don't know. I think she did. She ate it all. Usually I would expect her to say she didn't care for it if she didn't care for it. So broccoli was a win. And then we had rolls. And this year we made the one hour honey wheat rolls that I have a recipe for on the YouTube channel. And I need to look to see what brand of flour we used. So this recipe is 100% whole wheat. And I use regular, I believe it's red berry if, if, you're, if you're up on those things. The typical whole wheat flour you buy at the grocery store, I believe, is a red berry whole wheat. Let's see. I don't know. It wasn't Pillsbury. It wasn't Gold Medal. It wasn't King Arthur. I think it was something Mills. So it was just like a typical whole wheat flour. Now, every time I've made these rolls, they've turned out just fine for me. And I know 100% whole wheat bread can be really rich and it has a strong flavor profile because that whole wheat has a strong molasses taste to it. But this recipe with the amount of honey that they use, that they call for, it balances out that strong whole wheat flour and they've been really good. And these rolls are so strong in their molasses flavor. And I I helped my mom make them, but she was in charge of the honey. And I asked if she used the exact amount of honey, like not less, because I've made these and used less honey than it calls for and it's not the same got to use the you got to use the whole quarter cup of honey she's like I use I use the right amount of honey so I think it was just the brand of flour we used had a really strong flavor profile and they weren't the best batch of rolls but I mean you slather on enough butter and it's just fine I thought they were I thought they were good so just spread on that butter but that was dinner So let's move on to dessert. Now, we didn't make any, like, dessert specific to go with dinner. Like, growing up, I had traditional Christmas baked goods. Like, they were usually made once a year at Christmas time. And I had asked my mom not to make anything before I got home because 
I wanted that bonding opportunity. And so we didn't make all of these things before Christmas, before Christmas Day, before Christmas dinner. But I'm going to go over the four main things that were made around Christmas time. So the first one, I'll start with my least favorite, was peanut brittle. Now, I, I grew up with peanut brittle. And so like I'll usually eat about one piece a year, um, but it's not my favorite thing. And if you've never had peanut brittle, my mom has this electric... Is it an electric frying pan? Electric griddle? It has taller sides, so it's not just a griddle. But you have to have you have to have a certain temperature and the recipe involves corn syrup, sugar, baking soda. Is there vanilla in there? And then dry roasted peanuts. And you bring it all to certain temperature and you stir it and as blah 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 and it cools and then you break it apart and it's peanut brittle. Um, and then so that was made, I think that was made on Christmas Day? I think so. And then we had, these ones are tight, well, I don't know. Okay, so hockey pucks I have made on the YouTube channel. They are, you take a Ritz cracker, you take two Ritz crackers, and you put creamy peanut butter in between, you make a sandwich out of them, and then you dip them into chocolate, and I always use bitter, no, I always use semi-sweet chocolate, and then you put sprinkles on top, and you let them cool, and then you have a chocolate-covered peanut butter Ritz sandwich um and we like to keep them in a cool place because it makes the chocolate crunchier and i like that texture and those are a traditional christmas treat and then this year my mom and I, my mom and i made springerlies which are a traditional german cookie and you have to have either a springerly board or a springerly rolling pin. And they have intricate designs within them. And so making springerlies can be like up to a 24 hour process. You make your, there were like four different recipes that we looked at and we ended up using one of my mom's aunt's recipes. Cause I was like, if it's in the family, we should try that one. So you make your dough and the traditional springerly flavor is anise so think black licorice but now hold on i don't like black licorice but the anise flavor of the traditional springerly is so mild and it's actually enjoyable and with the texture of the cookie it's just a good cookie for coffee or tea not too sweet um but you can also do a citrus flavor so we did half of our batch we did anise flavor and half of our batch we did orange flavor and in the orange one we used orange extract and orange zest so we made our dough neither of us had made them before so we're like had we had to add more flour and it felt like we were adding too much flour um, but you have to get it so you can manage it and so that it's not too sticky so it's not going to get stuck in your springerly board because we have springerly boards. We don't have one of the carved out rolling pins. And so you roll out your dough and then you press the board on top of it and then you cut them apart because they're like rect square rectangle. They look like stamps almost, like big stamps with really intricate pictures in them. And you cut them apart and you put them on your cookie sheet and they have to dry. The recipe where you're we were using said four to six hours you want them to dry and part of the drying you dry them so that the picture holds because if you're going to bake them right away they like pillow up like a regular cookie and you lose that really pretty design that you just pressed in there we tried at four hours five hours did we try at six hours and then we waited till the next morning so that was probably 12 hours or more that we waited and 
that is when the picture stayed pretty well. And then we left one, one of four pans. We waited 24 hours and baked those. And both the ones that we made, that we baked earlier in the day, kept the picture, the picture pretty well. And then at 24 hours, kept the picture pretty well. But my mom had also gone back and she inverted the cookies that we had already stamped into the Springerly board to try and press that picture into the dough even more so that it was more crisp and clear. So that definitely made a difference. And that was kind of fun, just having that experience with my mom together. And lastly was my favorite to eat, and they are homemade Kit Kats. They kind of taste like a Kit Kat, but it's not, like if you were to make a homemade Kit Kat, that is just, I actually like these better than a Kit Kat, okay? And it's my grandma's recipe, and you take brown sugar and probably butter, and you melt that together, and you take ground up graham crackers, and you mix that into your butter brown sugar mixture. There might be other things. My mom made these, I just watched. And then you take, you put in your pan club crackers, a single layer, and then you pour half of your bubbly, it's basically like a crunchy caramel mixture that you just made. Half of that mixture on top of the crackers, and then you put another layer of club crackers, and then you put the other half of your caramel mixture on top, and then you melt together chocolate chips, butterscotch chips, and peanut butter. Now... I don't love butterscotch, but the butterscotch mixed with peanut butter mixed with chocolate creates a wonderful flavor that you pour on top of that top caramel mixture. Was there, is there three layers of crackers? There might be a layer, I'd have to go to my fridge and look at them. There might be a layer of crackers between your second layer of caramel and the chocolate. And then you let that cool completely. And it's another dessert that I like to be kept in a cool place because I like it. Makes the, it makes it extra chewy. Like I want, I like that very chewy texture. And so those were my favorite. And I took about half the pan home with me because I wanted to. So that was my 2023 Christmas dinner and desserts. What did you guys have? If you're watching on YouTube, let me know down in the comments. And be sure to subscribe if you're on YouTube, follow if you are listening on podcasts because the next episode coming out is going to be my 2024 New Year's kitchen resolutions. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Thanks for watching and don't forget that Jesus loves you and he wants a relationship with you.